Welcome to You're Not Wrong But, your weekly pod from the road. I'm Emily. And I'm Donald. And we're here to talk about New York. New York, going home. Going home. Coming home. Call me P. Diddy, I think. Mm, I think you're right. We'll see. You can fill the time while I look up. While you look it up. Real-time Googling. Yeah. But Google is not our answer. Yeah. Diddy. Diddy, but not when he was P. Diddy. Uh, that's a great point. Featuring my girl, Skylar Gray. All right. All right. So we are in New York. Uh, welcome back, y'all. Uh, by the time this one goes up, it'll be uh, it'll be fall, I think. If I Maybe. did my math right. Did my math right. It might be fall. The 21st, it will actually be the day of fall, right? I believe. Is that how that works? I think so. We're not real-time Googling anymore. Uh, September 22nd. Okay, see, I didn't want to be wrong. Back check immediately. Uh, all right, we, after that nonsense, we are uh, in New York. Um, we're, we're in New York and are going to kind of recap our time in New York and the first of the wedding. So I think I'll kind of lead the way and you can jump in as, as necessary here. Isn't that apparently how we always do this? Well, according I, to your mother. According to my mother, yeah. Um, and we'll, oh, and apparently I say cauliflower a lot. That's how we'll start this week. I was told I talk about cauliflower too much, which I don't know if of I should. all things to talk about. I don't know if I should be offended or uh, my plant-based um, friends will be happy about that. <laughs> all right. Anyways, so the 607. 607. So we finally made it back to my um, hometown after two years. We had been there in July 2019 before the pandemic or before we, excuse me, before we left for San Francisco. Mm-hmm. And then um, we stayed with your folks for the holidays that year because of travel. And I was not working yet. So it just made more sense to, to stay there from cost perspective. And then March 2020, we hit the pandemic and we, went, we didn't travel at all via plane uh, early on in the pandemic or throughout any of 2020. And so this is the first time we were going to make it back. Um, also, very random thought I just had. I've been saying moving to San Francisco versus moving to Berkeley. And I don't know why. I don't know why either, but we can talk about that at a later date. You're not feeling very chatty, are you? I'm not feeling chatty about you saying San Francisco versus Berkeley right now. All right. But it's not in our outline. <laughs> That's We can we can stray from the outline. All right. Uh, so it's 6.07. We were staying at my grandma's house. Uh, and just like... Uh, a quick update uh not update i guess a quick like <laughs> fyi i don't know what it'd be but um so last time we were there my grandma was still living there she's now in an assisted living facility uh has been struggling with uh alzheimer's i believe dementia, dementia. are you sure mm-hmm. all right well uh, so that's been a little bit of a bummer but we i did get a chance to see her with my sister which was nice and she remembered me still but definitely um those effects are taking hold um uh, so it was a little different being in the house by ourselves mm-hmm. um, as we start to, to get ready to sell that house. So it was definitely a, a little bit of a weird time. But um, w- other than that, we had some good time there. We did an engagement party following our, our last podcast and the engagement, engagement which was nice. So uh, my family, my dad, who couldn't come up to, to Maine, as well as my, uh, my side of the family, were all able to get together had a, a good dinner at, my, at the house um, had some chicken speedies chicken speedies which Again, is a on the same theme of not sticking to plant-based yeah, diets the plant-based diet took a tough uh two weeks tough tumble but chicken speedies are kind of a delicacy of upstate new york what are you laughing delicacy at? is one word no it's a delicacy it absolutely is i 
I don't, I guess when I think of delicacy, I think of truly delicate, which I know is not the proper way to think about a delicacy. It is. Yeah. It is a food very common and very special to upstate New York. Known, known no, to upstate. Yes, known absolutely. People know chicken speedies as upstate New Correct. York food. Correct. Technically Binghamton, Southern Tier. Okay. I don't want to loop this all in and talk about is the, is the, is, is, it Buffalo, is, is Bing, it Well, is, is Binghamton even, this, is Binghamton actually the upstate New York or is it the Southern Tier? It's kind of like a San Francisco we'll Berkeley thing. We'll for the San Francisco Berkeley conversation. I am not feeling heard in this podcast <laughs> so far. Uh, so if you're still with us, we had a, a good good dinner uh, with all them. Was cool, good catching up. I again, hadn't seen anyone in two years and hadn't really talked to a ton of people and heard what was going on. So it was nice to see my cousin's been coaching um, varsity soccer in the area. He played up at Geneseo, and uh, I remember you know he's five years younger than me, and so we or maybe four, and we played we played together or we played against each other one year, my senior year of high school. Uh, and his 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 high school beat mine, but um, it's just fun to see that development from there. And now we're get returning um, to coaching, so that was a pretty cool thing that I um, got to find out when we were there. Uh, from there, the other thing we did while we were in town was we we raced. We raced. Why don't you run us through the race recap? First sanction race for me post COVID. Can't remember. I guess oh, yeah. you've raced once. Yeah. Um. So aside from my take Twice. the bridge. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Twice. Aside from my take the bridge, I'm now dipping my toes back into sanctioned real th- real time during the day racing. Um, yeah. So we both raced the 10K, which was a ton of fun. It started right by your high school. So it was cool. Got to oh, yeah. see your high school, uh, see their new turf field. Um, Big upgrade from the dirt patch that was there previously. <laughs> uh, and then got to race around Binghamton. So there was probably about 150 people in the race. Uh, started kind of by I think it was closer this, to 200. Maybe yeah. closer to 200. Started by this little pub um, that started start and finish line right around there. It was located near the pub. The pub did not Sorry. start the yes, race. The pub did not start the race. It was located near there. Um, and uh, yeah, so there was a 10K and then a relay where basically half the, you could do like 3.4 and 3 or whatever. That's bad math. Algebra, again, difficult. Um, but so yeah, it was super fun. Um, your plan was to go out hard and see what you could do. My plan was to do a run flow workout, and I just realized we haven't we never got followed up on our coaching episode yet with uh, talking there, about different. There's notes below here, aspects. yeah. Okay, so perfect. I, it's I think it's gonna be it's one coming. of those ones that once we land in Denver and Sounds sort good. things out. Yeah. Anyways, back to the race. So you <laughs> took. So, why are you laughing? Because someone's that must be on a time crunch tonight. I'm I not feel, on the time crunch. Um, I'm excited about the race. I'm feeling rushed. You're feeling rushed. Right. I'm feeling. Breathe in. I'm feeling excited. Breathe out. Breathe in. Breathe out. She's gonna kill me. <laughs> she's not. She's not breathing <laughs> at all. Back to the race. Uh, you took seventh. Am I right? I did. Yes. You took seventh. You ran pretty speedy. I think you ran the same pace that you ran your 5K a couple weeks earlier. Great. Yeah. The 5K was at altitude, but yeah. no, you felt strong, right? Yeah, I did. Thanks for, for, thanks for speaking for me. Yes. You told me to do the race recap. I thought you, you would do yours, talk about the, the environment of the race, and then turn it over to me. Uh, we're getting used to this podcasting thing, the sharing idea. Uh, yeah, and I like the sharing so much. So no, race was good. It's part of a race series that they do. In the, um, I think it's probably the Southern Tier Roadrunners yeah. road or something like that. Yeah. Uh, like they it. do a St. Patrick's Day one, a, a, a Halloween one. They do 10 across the year. And so this was the 10K. Um, yeah, the 
my plan was to go out around 610, which was a little bit slower than my fat key pace and ended up settling in just behind a group of four or five folks that were running probably 545 or 550. Uh, and I just, you know, my PR is a 525 pace. Um, I think give or take for the 5k or for the 10k, excuse me. And I didn't have that in me today, but, um, or that day, but I was like, all right, six feels good. And then we'll get through four miles and figure it out from there. Uh, got to run through like a lot. You actually got a really good tour of Binghamton. We went mm-hmm. through past the high school. We went past uh, the Roberson center, which is this museum that has um, kind of like an activity center, but also in the, um, the winter does Christmas tree exhibits. So that was pretty fun. Or, or that go in back in undergrad, not undergrad, Jesus. Um, back in elementary school and we do in middle school, we do ro- uh, road trips, AKA field trips to, <laughs> to, to the Roberson center. This is how we don't record after nine. I, I am thinking in my head, I don't even know if they did Christmas trees there. And my mom's going to text me tomorrow telling me that they didn't. So that's why I got caught off guard. It was a good tour of Binghamton. Yeah, it was Let's good. Let's go with that. Uh, a couple guys playing music on their porches, not a ton of fanfare, but they did have cowbell corner with mm-hmm. all the relay switch and i give my classic raise my arms try to pump the crowd up and it worked to an extent but yeah and then got through uh the race had a sprint finish with a guy i i literally uh and for the runners out there they'll nerd out on this my paces for the six miles full miles were between 558 and 603 and they they were literally like nearly even and then the last quarter mile, I was able to knock out in a 450 pace. So I was hauling booty to get to that line. And I passed someone right around the final corner, which was kind of my MO um, back when. What? I always. It's your MO to pass around a corner? In that last like quarter mile of sprint. I haven't seen. I haven't watched you, watched, watched you run a 10K before. So. Or a 5K. Like it's yeah. always my, my thing. Uh, so yeah, it was fun. And then we. Neither of us. I played. need to give my race recap. You said you ran run flow and then I you ran run flow and I felt pretty darn good. <laughs> All right. Um, besides until mile four, I realized 10 Ks are hard. I've never liked the 10 K. I keep trying to make myself like the 10 K. I thought doing a workout instead of a race would make me like the 10 K. Not so much. Still probably the hardest distance for me. Um, but the workout definitely helped me settle some race nerves and just know that I had to go and run my own thing. And I did. Yeah. Yeah, still, I mean, I didn't set a PR, I don't think. I didn't really check. No. Um, didn't set a PR, but, you know, still got down into, uh, I think, 745 pace finishing. And, yeah, felt pretty good. Nice. And we both got commemorative mugs. We did both get commemorative mugs, which was very exciting. So the way they did it was bigger prizes for the top three overall in both genders. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they did it age-graded for the other 10 awards, which I – had not seen them before. I kind of like it. It I definitely like puts too. our age at a disadvantage, I think, mm-hmm. based on just the way that it works. Well, because it's based off of the current record. World record. World record of age that. Age group record. Age group record of that time. So if you think about all the fastest world records, they're held by the you know 25 to 35-year-olds. So they're really speedy. Whereas you know if you're a fast 50-year-old, the age group record probably isn't so much faster than you are. Yeah, the ratio yeah. improves. The ratio, yeah. For sure. So, but we, you, you came so in top 10, you came I in 10th, slid in right in 10th, but I made it. And and they've deprived you of your glory. They did. They called out Kelsey Latham 
And I thought, hmm, they've already called a Kelsey, and my last name is does look like it sounds like that. So we went up and checked at the end, or Don very graciously went up and checked at the end for me to make sure I got my my mug that I was due. Yeah, so you got a mug, and I uh, I think I had seventh. Yeah, in the eighth grade. Yeah, so it was fun. It was, I'm, I'm, it was gl- a blast. I'm glad we did that, and that mm-hmm. was that was the beginning of a training cycle that I'm going into, uh, and for the first time in ever an individual coach. So I'm working with Jason Schlarb, who's a out of Durango, Colorado, a professional ultra runner for ultra and got connected to him through um, some work I'll play David Roche, Megan Roche and work Roche. with Roche knew that. Uh, and I was really excited uh, to have a coach that I can work with. Obviously I've been doing some coaching on my own and that accountability is one of the things that I always tout as important with a coach. And so uh, you know, at this point we're two or three weeks in and I'm, I've been enjoying it so far, but that was a good test of fitness for what is going to be a, I'm calling us a, a, a speed a speed session here to try to get a 5k or 10k speed PR. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, all right. That was the 607, and then we went out to the lake, which is technically still in the 607. Lake. I always get the name wrong. Uh, Aquaga. Aquaga. I was Thank thinking you. a gonquit. I was, and I was thinking like, that too. <laughs> uh, Aquaga Lake. Uh, so, Mike's parents bought the place in 2011. They've been going there before that. And it was kind of the place that we always went in high school and su- and summers during college to mm-hmm. hang out. Uh, as uh, Mr. K put it this weekend, uh, it's very weird. I, I look out on the deck now and I see diapers and swims swims uh, floaties. Five years ago, I saw empty beer cans and whatever else was out there. Oh, how times quickly change! And how times quickly change. So, also caveat: not our diapers and yeah. floaties. And not, not, yeah, no, the diapers were not associated with me. Uh, but yeah, so it was really great to see Mike. We saw Cassius. We saw James and Iris and Veronica. Um, so for the context, for those who don't know who I just named, basically my, my three closest friends from high school that are still pretty close, uh, James's daughter and his fiance. Um, so that was really nice. And obviously seeing the uh, the Ks. The Ks. Um, yeah, and we were up there when we were – up two years ago, we got to spend a couple of days at the lake, which right. was really nice. It was my second time back, and it's yeah, it's just a lovely, lovely place. Yeah, we didn't unfortunately get to spend enough time there this time, we but uh, the new addition uh, is a two car garage with an apartment upstairs, and uh, I'm excited for that to be finished because I imagine us spending you know maybe not every summer, but a couple weeks up there mm-hmm. from summer to summer just to to spend some time with them because I know it's um, it's hard to. Work like it's hard, you were working the whole time, basically. We yeah. were there, and so if you're there for you, the ability that we now have with remote work, uh, or at least like a hybrid schedule, which I think will be the thing that wins out at the end of the day, is you know, you can take a month and go to the Anywhere. to the lake, or you could, you know, you go to the Flagstaff. I've been joking about you know, next time around, go like, why not go to Flagstaff for a month and a half and work remotely and train? Um, besides cost, not I suppose, financial reasons, but. <laughs> <laughs> there's just that flexibility yeah. that, that I'm really yeah. excited that they are building a little more space there for, for work, yeah. et cetera. So, um, days at the lake were a bit brisk, but the water was, like, yeah, the water's perfect. prime. So good. More lake jumps. I mean, what yeah. more could you want? They'll probably, I mean, the last ones of the trip, last ones of the trip, probably. Yeah. And so we got a little ringing from the hurricane, uh, from Ida, not nearly as bad as any no. of the coast, Louisiana or New York. Hope that all our listeners are safe. Yeah. New York and New Jersey. And if you aren't, it, 
you're in, yeah. you're in trouble because it's September 22nd <laughs> or September 21st. Anyways, uh, New Jersey. So from there, we had New Jersey and, and got to um, go to the first wedding since January 2020. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was really awesome. I mean, that's like bottom line up front. Had a, a blast. You can probably hear it in my voice. I am. You're a lot better today, but he was nice and raspy for the last few days. Yeah, I sang my little heart out. Uh, so this wedding was uh, my college roommate Dan D and his uh, now wife Kate. Uh, and yeah, I, I I'm gonna rattle off some stuff and just stream of conscious about what I thought about the wedding. And you can interject if you want, but you'll ruin my stream of consciousness. Um, so. Do you have the timer? I'm waiting. 30 seconds on the clock. All right. So I thought, A, it was great to see all the college friends, Christian, myself, Dan. It's um, great to see yourself. <laughs> Christian, Dan, uh, Dan, and Jim, uh, among some others that, that were there, friendly faces from Scranton. That was awesome. We had lunch with some folks. We got to the wedding, and wedding venue was beautiful. Had a nice outdoor uh, ceremony. Thought all the the groomsmen looked sharp, blue suits, um, floral ties. I looked a little too – I almost looked like I matched them, which was a little bit of an issue. But um, it was great great to see some of the the groomsmen I hadn't seen before or seen in five years, Travis and Al especially. Um, Cocktail hour rocked. Shrimp. You love a good cocktail. Yeah. Well, yes. And ironic because I don't drink, right? Yeah, exactly. So, uh, continuing the trend (laughs) of. Love a good cocktail. (laughs) Continuing the trend of uh, not eating meat. I had uh, shrimp. I had oysters. I had cheese. I had salami. I had had prosciutto. I had uh, pepperoni. I had cheese. I had shrimp. Let's not turn this into a list of things. (laughs) I had Tani. But he was quite stuffed by the time dinner rolled around. Yeah. And then the other – when you hear what I've been eating, you're not going to be surprised what the next comment <laughs> is. I had not put that suit on since pre-pandemic, and it was a little tighter than I wanted it to be. So then adding all that and was a little <laughs> more bloated than <laughs> I needed 30 to be. minutes. Yeah. So uh, that was all good. That all was um, great. We got inside. Uh, I, I actually like they, they did some dancing first while salads were plated, etc. Thought that was a really good time. Um, and yeah, so for the band was incredible. Sound Society, 12-person uh, band, yeah. all different acoustics um, and or instruments and singers. Uh, first half was good. Some good classics. Um, got, everyone going, got everyone going, had dinner, came back, and then the fire started. Uh, Siri, play that song that gets the white people going. Now playing Mr. Brightside by The Killers. Uh, so there was, I haven't heard you say that 12 times this weekend. That joke is never going to get, going to get old. And I probably a hat tip to Brian Babbitt. Um, but so that was great. And then they just kept playing great hits and we just had such a fun time. The whole crew was just, uh, it was just so good to see everyone. It, we had not seen them in literally two and a half years, uh, literally two and a half years, Literally. but also just being in different parts of the country and kind of having different, pursuing different careers and different activities that group is not as close as they were at school. And so it was, just, it was refreshing to be back with them. Uh, anything you want to add before I go on a little bit of a, a tangent? I don't. I think the only thing I will add to that point is I was, you know, kind of joking with my manager, one of my managers today about how, you know, the first of how however many weddings and 
we're going to all these weddings and we keep, you know, saying, oh man, there's so many and we're going to be so tired, blah, blah, blah. And she kind of made this comment of, you know, you don't have to go to all these weddings, which is true. And we haven't been able to go to all of them. But I also think we're at that age where these are kind of our best chances at friend reunions and they're just a blast to see people. And I will uh, definitely be prioritizing that over the next few years. Yeah. Uh, no, and it's a kind of a perfect segue into what I wanted to talk briefly about. And I'm going to kind of riff on it is just about this idea of what I've been struggling with is like friendship and proximity where it is very easy to be like really tight in a friendship with the people that are near you, whether it's in, in your city or whatnot, uh, as someone who's not super active on social media or like lot, don't, I don't text a lot, et cetera. Um, I guess some people would debate that, but I'm not texting a large number of people at least. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's very easy to feel distant from people that are not in your immediate location. And then you, perhaps I should say you, I I have found myself questioning those friendships and the, like the validity of them or the, uh, what the status of those friendships are. And I think there's overthinking, overthinking it, trying to find, trying to get, make some forced finality of something of like, oh, we are going to be friends forever or we are never going to be friends again or like something in between there. And I've been doing this across my DC friends, my Scranton friends, my home, like, friends. home friends, like trying to like get this finality around things that doesn't need to be final. And if the last week proved anything to me, it's just like the friendships with the guys at the lake and at the wedding. I mean, we went back to our time at Scranton. Like it just felt like we were at Oscars at 2 a.m. just singing our hearts out and like, having a blast and yeah the circumstances have changed of where we are in our lives but those friendships the bonds we made then and uh even if some of the things that were in common then are no longer in common there is just life lived experiences with those people going through the very metaphorical trenches of th- various life things whether it's breakups whether it's graduation whether it is um you know I just, i'll like give dan the shout out here i still remember it was the winter of our senior year I'm driving up to Ithaca in the snow with my family. I get a call from dancing. He got accepted into the PT program in Scranton and like moments like that, that we lived through then. And while we aren't as close now and I'm Dan, whomever, like this is like right across the board, like those friendships still have validity and they have a place in ever in your life. And so that has been a really rewarding thing for me to kind of come around to over the last, um, honestly, a couple of months as we've traveled and seen different people mm-hmm. uh, because again, there's seasons for friendships, just like there's seasons for other things in our lives. And to think that they're always going to be at the highest points is not realistic. Um, so, yeah. I think it's probably why your mom thinks you talk a lot more than I do. I, I told <laughs> I'm you kidding, I get, I get. after that, you, <laughs> after that very heartfelt, I just had to. I had to uh, get a reaction out of it. Um, no, I think, and this is by no means, and I told you so or anything, but I think for me... Sounds like it's <laughs> going to be an I told you so. No, no, no. I think that was very beautiful. And I think that is something that I have thought about a lot because as someone, when I moved you know, across the country at age 18, you learn very quickly that mm. either you can value those friendships for what they are or you know, put time and effort into them, but time and effort doesn't look like you talk to them every day because you can't time and effort means you go to see them once a year or you get on the phone once a quarter, or you send a snail mail once every six months. Right. And that isn't, is, I shouldn't even say enough. That is uplifting, you know? And so I think we've had a lot of conversations about 
this proximity thing because it's something, this is your first, these past few years have been your first years not in proximity of a lot of people True. Um, because of our move. And, you know, whereas I was going back to some folks that I hadn't been in the same areas with for 10 years and yet, you know, picking up right where we left off. And um, I think it's just, I, I think a lot of our conversations, um, we weren't on opposite sides of, of this issue, but I think we were, had different opinions. And I think more and more, we're both seeing um, how friendships can evolve in various states, particularly because of the pandemic as well. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. All I, right. I think it was beautiful and I didn't mean to make too mean comments right after it. When you make mean comments, <laughs> the impact it has on me <laughs> is that all your business school friends will laugh at me using that joke. Uh, all right. So, well, I'm, I'm, oh, sorry. No, I was just saying, and congratulations to Dan and Kate. Yes. Uh, they both looked beautiful. It was such a beautiful wedding. Yeah, no, I yeah. had a blast, and uh, it creates a high bar for the other ones that will be at this fall. Yeah, see you in a few weeks. Not even a high bar. There's no comparison. <laughs> There's no it, it's, it's just, it just, uh, I'm, ex- it makes me more excited. For you don't have weddings. to make a finality about it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, all right. Let's land this plane. What, um, what was your roast for this uh, this week of the trip? Man, I just love lakes. I am just a happy you gal. You lake lover. <laughs> I'm just a happy gal at a lake sitting there in the morning, the middle of the day, the evening, whatever it may be, on a porch with your coffee, with your book, with your lunch, just I jumping in at any time of day, just give me a lake. And I partly bring this up because I think it's, a somewhat controversial statement for someone who grew up by the beach. I think most of my friends from home are automatic beach over lake. Again, not that it has to be a duality, but in our world, everything has to be a duality. Um, so yeah. Well, just, what's the point? Cause life's meaningless anyways. <laughs> there we go. Uh, you have it. You heard it here first folks. Um, so yeah, just love lakes and my thorn on the flip side, we're just going to go with it is working when you're at the lake and you have to work. So there we have it. Yeah. Fair. All right. What's yours? Uh, Rose, just seeing everyone. Uh, and literally, I saw the eight people I'm closest to from the first high school and 21 yeah. years of my life. Yeah, so that's true. it was hard to, to beat that. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, Thorne. Oh, I didn't remember I wrote this. Uh, saying bye to my grandma's house. We are going to sell that. And she bought, they bought her and my grandfather bought that house in 2005. And we were cleaning some stuff out and realized you know we, we left in late august or yeah late august and they're gonna sell that sometime this fall and realizing i'm never gonna go back into that house was kind of weird it's the first time that that happened to me at an age where i was cognizant of it mm-hmm. i suppose um and i it, the house didn't bug me i think as much as just like the idea of those times right it's that reminder of you're not going to be 15 years old again with you know your grandfather and grandmother in good health um and right, across the board of all those things. So that I think was the hard part of that. So I'm going to put that as my thorn and my bud. And it's going to be kind of let down after the seriousness that I just had there. It was just taking things in as memories. Uh, again, I try to at least, I'm not a minimalist, but I like to at least look at things in that light and try to compare them in, in, con, in contrast. Is this and, really needed? Is this right. Really and useful? ask the question of like, yeah. why am I similarly like, something, you know, yeah, why am I holding on something? And um, so I did have a, 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 a thing of thing, a, 
a thing of things, a thing of things, a stuff of stuff, <laughs> um, a pile of a couple knickknacks and a couple other things that we we're planning to bring back to Denver that were my grandfather's and my grandmother's. And um, I think the majority of them are things that will be nice additions to the house. There's probably one or two of those things there that are going to be like things that we brought along because they're my grandmother's or my grandfather's and that like, I'm just like, eh, is that I say, it, I, it was antithetical, antithetical. I was surprised to see them because it's antithetical to how you approach memories. Yeah. I, I think that's fair. I, I don't, um, I don't think I took them necessarily exactly because they were just my grandparents. Mm-hmm. I think there was a nice part of a couple of them that I liked separately. Um, and I'm not saying it's a bad thing because this is how I yeah. make memories. And, and so, what, yeah. so the bud here, the question here is the human psychology of holding on to something like as like holding on to a ton of things as mm-hmm. memories. The example that I think of is like my mom. I don't know if they have these, but I'm sure my dad, because he's a pack rat has all of my tests or like projects from high school or middle school or elementary school. Like, and if those are the way that you hold on to memories, I, that I don't buy that to a ton. I think maybe one thing here, one thing there as like a, um, a token and like bring you back to that time. Yeah. But I don't know. I'm just thinking about like all the things that are in my parents' house and like, you're really going to hear from your mom. I know. Great. But like, right. Like, and, and she, but she agreed with me, like, right. Like I, we don't need to take all this stuff. Like there's things in here that just cause they were there. It doesn't mean they need to be ours. Um, so there's some psychology I'm sure there that I don't know, but, um, absolutely. Yeah. If yeah. anyone's a psychologist, send us, send us that research. But I also think, again, this is another thing you might be trying to put like a finite, like, you take either one thing or you take ever right? There is a middle ground, but I also think the stuff from your grandparents' house might be more valuable than like, you might take nothing from another period of your life or whatever that may be. Yeah. Well, and I'll pull it back for a second. Cause I think I might've actually missed my point here, which was things aren't memories. Fair. Right. Like I have memories that are not related to things. Mm-hmm. A thing might remind me of a memory. Yes. But the memory itself, the thing that's going to bring me that joy is not in the thing. It's rather in the memory. And so I think my, the question then is, what is a good way of triggering that memory aside from things? Right. This is why I love photos. They are not things that you, they're not, they're not physical. Well, they can be. I do love a good photo album. I have made many in my day, but I, a lot of scrapbooks in my childhood bedroom. Um but that is probably what that, that like middle ground. Yeah. And it's yeah. funny because you went to photos. I also was going to photos and like, I am excited to get a couple of digital photo albums, like the yeah. photo, um, things. Yeah. Or, uh, frames. Digital frames. Photo frames. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. For the house. Because I do think that it's is a great there. example. Yeah. Um, so I, good thing we took some photos this trip. I, like I say, every hike you get one photo, you just can't waste it. <laughs> Uh, all right. So that was good. Uh, I hope, I hope I got to the point at the end there. Uh, and always, as always l- welcome folks, thoughts, uh, comments, questions, concerns, um, run coach Don at gmail.com. I'll actually check it this time or, uh, hit us up on either of our Instagrams, run coach Donald on or Insta. Emily Lapham. I need to change mine to be more creative. <laughs> so sweet. All right. Well, that's it. Uh, we are, this will go out in late September. So actually by the time people listen to this, we'll be wrapping up just about our time in DC. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, and we might have an off week before we recap all of um, all of our wedding all of DC season, wedding DC season. Adventures. So we'll um, yeah. we'll figure that out. But uh, until but we'll be back, don't you worry. Until then, hope everyone's well and enjoy the last day of summer, September twenty first, which is <laughs> hopefully when this goes out. You'll be twenty nine by then. What? Oh, I will be. Wow, gross. We're getting old. All right. All right. Until next time. See you.